0: Welcome to The Concierge CPA. I'm Jackie Meyer, founder of The Concierge Accountant Program and Tax IQ Software. This is a podcast for accounting firm owners and influencers who are pursuing world-class service. We discuss their path to excellence, their daily habits, and what influences them and their work. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around till the end of the show. We'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go, y'all. Welcome to the Concierge CPA podcast. I have two special guests today. I have Mr. Hector Garcia and Alicia from Royal Wise, Alicia Pollock. And um, Alicia, this is the second time that she's visiting us as a guest, but they have something really, really cool that has recently come out that is killing it (laughs) in our industry. And we wanted to talk all about it. And that's a new podcast, which is actually called the Unofficial QuickBooks Accountants podcast. So, welcome, Hector and Alicia. Give us a little bit about you if our listeners aren't familiar with you, and then let's dive into all about this podcast. Hector, you want to start?
1: Yes, I'll start. So, um, uh, I'm a CPA and I'm also a YouTuber. Like being a YouTuber is kind of a label that I carry with me everywhere (laughs) I go. Uh, I started creating YouTube videos about uh, eight years ago. And uh, that's how I promote my business. That's how I promote my practice. Now, I've been a QuickBooks nerd for a very long time. Most of the YouTube videos I create are about QuickBooks. So naturally talking about QuickBooks for so long, I wanted a platform where I can, instead of it being just me talking about my thoughts about QuickBooks, would be a, a place where I could brainstorm with somebody else about QuickBooks. And we end up doing that in conferences quite a bit, uh, <laughs> chatting about like what we love and hate about QuickBooks. Sometimes it's more hate than love, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> but uh, but uh, But sometimes in that conversation of, hey, this is my point of view, this is the other person's point of view, you might realize that there are some interesting workarounds or different ways of doing things. So I always love nerding out with a fellow sort of advanced user in, uh, in, in in all things QuickBooks. And Alicia is a person that I've, that I've known for a very long time. I've always admired uh, her teaching style. She's one of the best trainers in the industry. And naturally, her and I, after doing a lot of just sort of behind the scenes talking about QuickBooks, we thought, hey, why don't we just do a podcast. Why aren't these conversations, you know, criticisms, things that we like, things that we could do differently about QuickBooks, even our feedback to into it? You know, like we we're very cohesive in the way we think about these things. We're like, let's just do a podcast where we chat about this. And we came up with this idea of the podcast. We got together with Earmark so they can do a CPE. So you, it's another podcast that you can listen to and get your uh, CPE credits. Well, they're working on the CPE portion, but we will be part of the, the earmark CPE, and uh, every month we'll we'll break down every new thing that came out in the Intuit world, in the QuickBooks world, new features, what's working, what's not working, what's broken, what could work maybe possibly if they do what they said they're going to do. All those things we discuss and we break it down into like maybe 15 to 20 minute uh, segments and it's released weekly and it's called the Unofficial QuickBooks Accountants Podcast because it is a high level. It's not for end users, it's for uh, pro advisors, uh, uh, power users, advanced users, that sort of thing.
0: Awesome. Okay. And y'all have hit some pretty amazing numbers with these first few episodes. Alicia, you want to fill us in on that and then tell us a little bit more about you as well.
2: Sure. Well, so my name is Alicia Katz Pollock, and my company is royalwise.com. And I'm a top 50 women in accounting from Ignition this past year and a top 10 pro advisor uh, from um, Insightful Accountant. And I have a master's in teaching and I started off as a seventh grade English teacher, but my first love has always been computers. I was a computer geek from the time the first Apples came out when I was a teenager. And so um, I've always just loved training on software. And so it was Microsoft Office in the, the 90s and early 2000s. And then I became an Apple consultant doing iPhone and iPad and Mac training. And then my clients all started asking me about QuickBooks. And that kind of led me here. It was, like, you know, it was kind of backwards because most people are bookkeepers who start training people how to use QuickBooks and Mm -hmm. I was a QuickBooks user who started training business owners. And so my platform at RoyalWise.com has this vast CPE authorized uh, QuickBooks training library and an Apple training library and a Microsoft Office and Google library. And so what we do is help accounting firms outsource their training so that we can train both your staff and your employees or your clients too. Your staff, your employees, Mm -hmm. your clients. And then that way you don't have to spin your wheels recreating QuickBooks content. And this podcast was, uh, you know, I'm loving doing it. Uh, As Hector said, he and I have gotten together and brainstormed a, a lot in the past. And I remember one in particular, we were at an influencers event on the Intuit campus back in 2022, and we were sitting at the same table. And the exercise was to kind of make a fantasy list of all the things that you would like to do in your career. And then we had to sit and share with the other person. And Hector and I were teamed up on that and our lists were like 75% the same. Oh wow. That's and amazing. So, you know, it was, you know, we'd love just chatting together for hours about this little, you know, what some people would consume little little nitpicky things about software but
0: yeah.
2: yeah. You know, that's what entertains us, so we figured maybe it would entertain the world as well. And, and apparently, apparently Yeah, and apparently yeah. it is because we hit 2000 listens within our first two episodes maybe three episodes wow and you are topping the charts right uh we hit number five on one of the ones that um that tracks the 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 different categories so in the business news category are we we hit up to number five we've slid back down a little bit but hey i'll take number five as (laughs) as a badge of honor
0: super cool now um for aspiring podcasters and whatnot um what do you was there a particular thing that you think got the word out or just the fact that y'all have such a big influential reach to begin with i mean hector says he's a youtuber but i mean we're talking about he's a huge youtuber the so, YouTuber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah without a shadow of a doubt your your social media platform That you build over the years, and everybody has a platform. Like, your platform could just be your profile and the three things that you post, you know, in your lifetime, or it could be your purposeful, consistent posting about whatever it is. Um, I have posted pretty much mostly, mostly. About QuickBooks stuff, like maybe like during 2016, I posted one thing about politics, and maybe I sh- shouldn't have because yeah, you know, it wasn't a platform for that. Yeah, <laughs> but for the most part, I talk about like accounting, the future of accounting, QuickBooks integrated apps, you know how to do things quicker and faster in accounting, and of course, the crowd that I was um, that I was. Uh, building over time were people that loved QuickBooks and nerding out about QuickBooks. And naturally, after so many years of of building a followership that sort of know and like the stuff that I that I put out, it was just easy to say, hey, by the way, now we have audio-only format, you know. So if you know if you want to listen to it while you while you walk or in the car on your commute or whatever, there's something that's different because you, YouTubing or, or making videos in YouTube, it's a different format because when you're creating the content, you know you have your cursor and you have the button and you can say press here press here press here that does not make for really good podcasts you know like what do you mean press here i'm, I'm just listening so like we you have to kind of change your uh i guess your approach to teaching or explaining something because you have to Uh, with your words, you have to very, you have to sort of like getting people to imagine what the screen looks like with your words, right? Whereas with a video, you always have that visual element. So it is, it is different. It is more challenging, believe it or not. Even though it's less, it's less. Uh, it's easier from a content creation platform, right? You open up zoom you talk you record you know maybe you do some light processing to make it sound better you publish i mean publishing a podcast is a relatively easy thing publishing a good podcast not so much <laughs> right because you have to you have to remember this is the theater of the mind right so uh, you have to remember like what's the other person going to feel like when you you assume that they know what a button looks like or what, you know, just click on the button really quick and move forward. When you say something like that, that's not really going to work too well. So you do have to learn a little bit of, like, you almost have to listen to your own podcast back and try to imagine yourself, you know, not being the one that created the podcast. And did Uh I really understand what I was trying to say? So.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. For me, it's For me, it's been really liberating that instead of having to say, "Okay, now click on the look for the plus new button in the upper left hand corner and click on it. Now Mm -hmm. I can just talk about stuff. And it's it's more of an editorial approach than a training approach. And yeah, I like it.
0: Yeah, that is really different. So especially with your teaching background, um, I bet there's a lot of listeners out there that are saying uh, my my staff, my team, I can't teach them squat. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a particular method that you found super effective that accountants are, should probably be using out there with their own teams?
2: Well, it's one of the things that video lends to it is that you can speed it up. You can slow it down. You can stop and re-watch over and over again. and. Mm-hmm. In an accounting firm, you don't have time to sit and create training materials because then now you've got two people whose time is taken up. And then the software changes so often that you have to, you know, you could record something and then a year later, it's completely obsolete. And so for accounting firms, the struggle is real because training never happens one time. Everything that you teach has to be repeated until it finally sets in. I mean, occasionally you get that one employee that you tell them something once and they've got it, but that's really rare. And it's not the fault of the employee. That's the way human brains learn. And so you need the repetition. You need the practice. You need multi-channel.
1: Mm-hmm. I do kind of have a, an opinion on this because I do have a, a team that I teach and consistently trying to, even myself trying to remember, did I teach the person that already? Like, should I be a little harsher on this like third or fourth time they're asking me about right. the same thing? <laughs> so uh, just going back for a second, when I used to teach uh, uh, on-site, when I used to like physically go to com- companies and sit next to the owner and teach them how to do things in QuickBooks desktop, which is kind of my roots, uh, that print screen button on the PC and then Pasting it on a word file, then printing it, printing the, the screen, physically printing the screenshot, which is a very common task. So what I end up doing is I show somebody how to do something on the screen, and then I will go back and say, okay, once you got it, yeah, you got it. Okay, let's delete it. I'm gonna do it over again. And every single step, I'm gonna take a screenshot and then I'm gonna print it. And then you're gonna write your own notes to interpret what this screen meant, right? And then mm-hmm. we're gonna put it on a little, you know, staple it, put it on a little folder, and this is the Hector training folder. So at least this specific task whatever it was you know purchase to bill receiving workflow or inventory adjustment workflow whatever it is that particular task is set in stone in this particular printed printed document now that's obviously so 2010 i get it you know nowadays we have apps like scribe which are incredible which right. you, you can basically turn on scribe on your on your uh Chrome browser, or your edge browser, and then you click record and you start clicking things, clicking things, clicking things. It doesn't record the audio, but it takes an automatic screenshot of every single action that you take. And you don't even have to print it. It automatically publishes it to either a private or a public sort of like website. And then you can record, you know, it's got timestamps and everything. So you mm-hmm. could essentially have a permanent record of everything you teach someone in QuickBooks, for example, by turning on an app like Scribe during that particular moment. And then with Zoom. You know, um, I found it that when my employees ask me to teach them how to do something, it, even if I happen to be at the office, I try to say, "You know what? Let's do it via Zoom." That way, we we re- I physically record it, and then what happens is when you when you print a little manual or when you have a scribe or when you have the Zoom recording, it lets the other person know. And it makes it pretty obvious that, hey, we already went through this process. We already taught you how to do this. So like, it, it, it should be pretty embarrassing to all parties to bring it out and ask another question. That puts the onus back in the person that's learning because learning is not a one-time thing. Learning is learning how to do it, trying it, repeating it, trying it, repeating it, breaking it, and then going back to your mentor, whoever was teaching you go, hey, you know, I tried this in this particular case and it didn't work quite as well because it wasn't perfect scenario, whatever happens to be, you know, what would you do in this situation? So that way you don't don't get frustrated as a trainer that is this person asking me the same question again? So leaving that permanent record of that thing that you taught Uh, It's incredibly valuable and it makes both parties, the person that's teaching and the person that's learning, just uh, more, uh, at least makes them both feel like there was a purpose to the the training and the learning experience.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's funny you say 2010 because that's when I first started my own firm, but I also started working for CCH on the side and I would go and train accounting firms on the CCH tax products. And Adobe was like... (laughs) thing to train on. But I think people still need Adobe training, which is crazy. But like, it was so simple, but like doing workshop style and making them actually click the buttons themselves was so imperative when it came to the workshops. And um, I'm thinking maybe I need to go back more to that in my tax planning opportunities now. Because I try to like oversimplify it and think, oh, everyone knows all these basics, but you really have to always start with the basics, Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that's one of the reasons why I also created my my click by click series. We call it the hands on training, and mm-hmm. so I have books that are published through Questiva Consultants.com for QBO, and we're actually about to publish one for desktop I and mean, six hundred pages of click by click and steps in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and because some people do need that type of training, yeah. not just talking about the feature, but literally what goes in every box and what is each box for. For sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. So switching gears a little bit, I'm curious how gossipy do y'all get on this new podcast versus, you know, you say you can talk a little more theory versus click, click, click. Um, I know like Jason Stash just came out with a new thing about how Intuit's reframing, how they're working with accountants. You know, we're always talking about that, right? Have y'all dug into that at all?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we we have an episode coming up probably in the next uh, uh maybe synced up with the release of this of this uh, episode where we talk about Intuit assist basically our first impressions of Intuit assist. It's is kind of, gossipy might not be the right word but essentially is more speculative because yeah. um, you know on September 6 Intuit comes out with this big announcement that says hey this is how into it, will transform as a business. We will use generative AI, and we will be fundamentally, you know, this incredible uh, force on the world that's going to help small businesses automate everything. Right, everything they can think of will be automated. Well, the challenge with that particular announcement that it was. Uh, more client focus, than accountant focus. As a matter of fact, the word accountant didn't show up anywhere in that forty-two minute video. Uh, it was a live event, but it was pre-recorded video. So the word accountant didn't come out. They used the word expert, but it's always within the context of an Intuit employee. Um, yeah. So, so as an accountant, you think, hmm, is Intuit mm-hmm. trying to like sort of Uberize this thing? You know, where like if you want to be an expert, you have to go through them or something like that, or yeah. you know, or or you know, do they want? To take over, uh, take over—maybe not the right word—but do they do they want some market share in the small business accounting consulting uh, mar- space? And 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 whether they say it out loud or don't say it out loud, essentially creating products. That automate the services that other humans, small business consultants, small business accountants used to do, essentially does that. So whether you're whether you're you're, you're searching for that or not, is essentially going to do that. And Intuit could fundamentally be an incredible software company that's forward looking and trying to automate all the tasks to allow the small businesses to focus on doing what they do and create value in the world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera that can inadvertently destroy the entire accounting profession. Now, right. does that make them evil? Well, I, I, depending on what perspective you see, right? So one person's hero is another person's freedom fighter. So right. you have to look, you, you can look at it in, in either case. Like if you're a small business, like if you're, If you're a small business owner and you're tired of like almost never being able to talk to your accountant because they're always so busy or tired of like going to a bank to ask for a loan and it takes you three weeks to get the financial statements from the accountants or you're tired of getting a gazillion emails from the accountants asking you a million questions, then the value proposition of, hey, the software is going to take over some of those really tedious tasks. And there will be accountants out there that you can always ask for advice if you need. You know, we're not going to like, they're not going to disappear. But the core of that work that you used to depend on on another human being accountant is going to happen automatically. And by the way, it's only going to be a couple hundred bucks, not a couple thousand dollars. I mean, that's a that's a good value proposition for a small business owner, I think. So that's what Intuit is doing. They're coming out with this value proposition. It's great for investors. It's great for the marketplace. It's great for people that want to see Intuit dominance in the the software world for accountants. We're not sure what that means, and I'm sure that in QuickBooks Connect coming in November, there might be some big announcement where we'll like curtail this entire speculation. But uh, but this is the type of stuff that we talk about on the podcast. Alicia, what do you think?
2: Well, for me, it's really important to give into it the benefit of the doubt because they are always going to be innovators. That's what they uh, pride themselves on doing. And so I always want to start with where's the benefit? How are, How is this going to transform things? And then offer constructive criticism for the things that they might not have their eye on, you know, have their eye on the ball with some of the things that they're doing. And so
0: I can... Impact. yeah.
2: Yeah, I consider it kind of a a a role of both a cheerleader and a critical thinker, where we have an opportunity to take everything that Intuit is up to and and reframe it so that it we can really move it forward powerfully in the industry and make some changes.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, honestly, like since I was on the Intuit Tax Council and then Brad. Smith left like shortly after. The whole vibe has totally changed and they've been kind of warning us of this new direction, whether we liked it or not, right? So it will be interesting what they do say at QuickBooks Connect about it. Um, I've kind of run into a similar issue, so to speak, when it comes to, you know, the tax plan IQ and the tax advisory software workspace. Uh, I was always like, oh, I never want to replace the accountant. I value the accountant. I value the advisor. I just want to make them look amazing. Well, unfortunately, we are so bombarded with crap work that we don't have enough tax advisors out there. We don't have enough people that have the expertise. And so I don't have enough people coming into IQ saying, I already know how to do all this stuff. So let's just make this software, make it easier, right? And so as you're innovating for that... Like we just added Jane, this chat GPT uh, assistant. I'm always thinking I never want to replace the advisor, but if the advisors, if the accounting industry can't keep up, you got to keep moving forward, right? And so you're always bridging this gap and it's crazy because obviously as an advisor and accountant, I, I value what we do. But our roles are going to change drastically, and it's exciting and scary all at the same time because it's been so long coming, right? Right.
2: I mean, I think we're in a time that's almost like a perfect storm because we've got AI coming, coming to take our jobs, but then we also have an industry where we don't have enough people. That <laughs> the the um, the retirement rate is higher than the replacement rate and so we we need ai like the whole country can collapse if we don't have people doing the books and controlling for taxes and right. and doing audit so we have to have ai the the in order to solve these problems the thing that we all have to really make sure that we as human beings are controlling it so that it is really fostering what we're doing that you know there are going to be certain tests that are going to be replaced like data entry but like uh, if you find yourself personally sourced and fulfilled by data entry then you will have a role for it but most people don't fit that category <laughs>
1: Right, right. Uh, the 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 important point here is that uh you know markets evolve people evolve technology evolves customer perception evolves i read somewhere it was kind of fascinating concept is 100 years ago if you had a car you were seen as a rich person if you had a horse you were a poor person today if you have a horse you're a rich person so, <laughs> so it's one of those. So it's one of those things that I that I, that I think like if you actually put it in that context, you're like okay. So right now, a small business owner having access to AI, maybe it's a rich business owner possibly, because uh, getting good AI is difficult. You have to get a lot of consultants involved. Like, for example, this Jane chatbot that you built. It it wasn't like you clicked on three things and it just happened. There's a lot of, there was a lot of just sort of human knowledge and aggregation of data and teaching it and beta testing. So like businesses that have, for businesses to have access to good AI, good functional use for AI. It's a pretty big investment, right? So you're like a rich business if you can do that. There will be a point in time where it will be the opposite. It would be like AI, everybody has AI, a rich business, has a human advisor, so I think it. I think it will. It will flip at some. It will flip at some point. You know where, like, you have to let the market go through. Uh, you know this like shiny new object. Okay, what does AI look like for me in all aspects of their life? Okay, like not just accounting, but in all aspects of their life, AI will have something to do, and it will get a point in time where all the AI essentially will be the same because AI is essentially a mathematical average of of multiple things and i'll get to a point where where base where where ai becomes a baseline just like cloud accounting is a baseline or having online banking in your bank it's a baseline like just like there's just certain things that are just a baseline like you know a, 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 any software company having an app version for your phone that's a baseline like we're really like 10 years ago it was a cool it was an amazing cool thing to have a, a phone a, a, a app on your phone, now it's like it's just table stakes. So, like, once all the AI goes through baseline, it just becomes software. It's no longer AI, it's just software, right? Uh, because what's AI but a bunch of nested if statements? Right, and that's a that's a that's a nerdy one for you Excel people. Right, so AI is essentially <laughs> a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> AI is essentially a bunch of preconditions built in, right? So once AI is no longer the shiny object and it's just software, and then and then yes, software elevates everything, and then what people used to do manually won't happen anymore. Then the 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 consumers are going to go back and going, okay, where's that little where's that cherry on top, that that human element. Where's the you know the rich person's horse now? So I can seek out for that. So as as an accounting profession, we are gonna get we're gonna take some punches, okay? Because we're gonna go through transitions. And I I strongly believe like the way the there's two ways we can we can mitigate those punches. One is staying Creative forever, like always. Think of yourself as a creative being, because being creative and unpredictable and surprising is the only thing that makes you different from 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 a butt. The only thing will make you different from a butt. Okay. Um, and the second thing is to transform your business model. Like you can't compete with uh the ai with the current business model like you have to think of different and creative ways to serve your customers different and creative ways to charge for your services different and creative ways to guarantee results for your services and customers will be attracted to that so with these two things in mind like we we stay human by being creative and we stay innovative by consistently changing and disrupting our own business model i think we can survive this and then we'll come out to the the ones that stay that, that remain right that that took all the punches will come out on the other side in, in much better shape again because we will be that that gravy that that cherry on top like that human elephant will be very very valuable um once people you know are, are are done with AI basically
0: yeah I mean I just I keep coming back to this and my listeners have heard this probably a billion times now but I just can't stop saying it like at the AI CPA, uh, like a thought leader thing at Engage this summer, the leader said, you know, the accounting firm that will get replaced by AI is the one not using AI, right? So like we have to figure out the best way to utilize it and utilize it most efficiently. Every day I'm finding new tools. Like yesterday I added a plugin to ChatGPT4 that's uh, called Doc Maker, and it will t- take an entire document, file, report, consulting report, or whatever you have and pop it all into a PowerPoint presentation for you. It's freaking amazing. I mean, it saves you like, saved me like eight hours of work. Right. So it's all about just staying on top of that stuff. And, um, I know that y'all are definitely specifically doing that around the QuickBooks arena with this podcast. So that's Awesome. Um, Let's switch gears real fast, because I know, Hector, you have another upcoming appointment, so I want to talk about a couple of things with you, and then we're going to circle back with Alicia on what's going on with her. So, Hector, you have a brand new conference that is hitting this year, right? Tell us about it.
1: Yes, it will be in just a couple of weeks in Miami, uh, October 25th to the 27th at this point. Maybe some of you might already... uh, But they might already... might have passed by the time you're listening to this. And it's a conference called Creative Business Models for Accountants. I invited my friend, Ron Baker, and uh, which most people know as the grandfather of value pricing. For ac- right. I mean, uh, the godfather for value he You'll kill me if he hears grandfather. <laughs> right. the, the godfather of value pricing. For the accounting profession, and now soon to be the godfather of a subscription business model for mm-hmm. uh, for professionals. And my uh, my other friend Chris Doe, who's a YouTuber, graphic designer, uh, that had nothing to do with accounting, to bring this sort of creative perspective side. So I'm trying to like sort of merge these two worlds: the ultra left brain and the ultra right brain. Uh, and uh, it'll be a workshop format where uh, people will do what I'm calling mind crafting. My my sons love the name. Mindcrafting oh, yeah. is a something I'm trying to coin, a trademark I'm trying to coin, which is sort of like purposeful communal driven brainstorming, right? So it means like building something together with your mind. Uh, So we're going to be doing mind crafting around what these business models could look like. We'll use examples like, hey, what would it look like if Disney were to open an accounting firm? What would it look like if Rolex were to open an accounting firm? What would it look like if Walmart were to open an accounting firm or Nike? Just pick any brand that has any meaning to you. And then think about the elements of the brand and how they would would play with that in order to offer accounting services. That way, like, like you come in completely out of left field, thinking about what an accounting firm could be by using elements of a completely unrelated brand, and we're going to be using things like, "Hey, uh, subscribe to this cup of water." Like, what would that look like? Like, if you were, if you, if you were tasked with creating a business model around. People need to subscribe to you're not gonna sell this for a dollar anymore. People you have to people have to subscribe to it. What else would you would you sell? So you're no longer, I'm no longer selling the cup of water, I'm selling the drink, I'm selling hydration, I'm selling the refreshment, I'm I'm selling freshness. So like when you think abstractly about the product that you're that you have people subscribe to, then you start thinking creatively around all the things you can bundle around that one service. So I really want to get people just out of out of that mindset where, hey, in order to combat AI, we just have to reinvent our business models to be slightly better than the old one, right? Like like this, this whole movement to like get slightly better than how we were before, which we've done for a hundred years, and we've been very successful at it, which I completely understand why accountants are apprehensive to change it because it's worked. It's not going to work when AI comes along. Like with truly, 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 uh, let's forget AI. When software companies completely automate the stuff that we're charging for today, forget AI. When this happens, you have to reinvent yourself and you have to reframe what is it that you're selling. You cannot sell bookkeeping anymore. You cannot sell accounting services anymore. You cannot sell coding transactions anymore. You have to sell what we call in our firm, confidence in your numbers. And if you are tasked to build a business around selling confidence in your numbers, that's completely different than selling accounting services. And you start really thinking creative around what are all the things that we need to do uh, as, as a firm, all the employees of the firm with all the knowledge that we have, all the experience, all the tools, all the expertise, what do we need to provide to customers in order to guarantee that they're going to have confidence in their numbers? So when you reframe it from a service to a result, to a transformation, it completely changes like sort of your focus on how you think about offering services. So that's the idea. <laughs> so so we can Minecraft around these these uh, these, uh, these concepts and then hopefully people walk out with an entire different point of view of what the firm could be for 2024 or years uh, beyond that. And that's basically uh, the conference. So that's, what, that's like okay. occupying half of my mind uh, the other half of my mind, because I finally sold my tax practice, Jackie, so you won't be too happy about that. I can't buy your product anymore, but uh, I finally sold my tax mm-hmm. practice. So the other side of, of my mind is focused around an app that I redeveloped last year, which is... A, yeah, I
0: forgot a, to ask you about that. Tell yeah. us more about that. How's it
1: going? It's going great. We have uh, over 7,000 downloads in the, in the Chrome Web uh, Extension Store. Uh, so basically, we have a free version of the app. You can download for free. You literally just type right tool, to tease, write tool all in Google, and it'll get you uh, straight to the Google Web Store. You install it into your browser, and immediately the minute you open QuickBooks Online, you're going to see a brand new thing on the right-hand side. It opens up. It's a little collapsible right navigation bar, and it's aimed to transform how you approach uh, navigating QuickBooks Online. And this free version is both for accountants and end users. And we, create a lot, we, do, we have a lot of really uh, interesting features. Like for example, when you're in banking, we add a little button that says Google Memo. So imagine yourself instead of copying and pasting the memo that was downloaded from the bank from some obscure company or restaurant or whatever, Came through bank feeds and then opening a new tab and searching it in Google and cleaning out like maybe the, some of the garbage from the text to try to like refine the search to then try to figure out and triangulate what that expense category might be and then go back to QuickBooks and categorize it. We just have one button that opens up opens it up in a new browser, half half the window, so you in smaller font so you can just quickly research what you want to research, close it, and then do your categorization. So it's little tiny things like that that we add to the navigation that I think is bringing a lot of delight. Uh, to the users. And then we have a paid pro version for accounting firms that does batch deleting and batch editing. It just like It just batches. Like it, all these things that we want to fix sort of in batch. Like the deleting stuff has been super popular for some reason as accountants we really, really value the, capac- the ability to delete our customers' crap more than yeah. anything else. <laughs> So we spent so much time deleting stuff. So we added a lot of deleting stuff into the pro version of write Tools. So that's like my mind is occupied in these two things, my software company and the conference in Miami.
0: That's awesome. So pretty much to sum it up with right tools, what I got from you know reading on the website and stuff plus what you're saying, it's pretty much all the crap we've been asking into it for all the little features we've been asking into it for for years and years that they never got around to that really like expedite your work, right?
1: I wouldn't say all because my wish list is a lot longer (laughs) than that.
0: Well, yeah. And then like, I mean, there's so many directions you could go with it. It's so hard to, I'm sure you get a lot of people that suggest things like, oh, you know, you could do industry um, benchmarking here. You could do all these other things with this data, right? Like what, there's so many directions to go. What's, what are your thoughts on the future with the product?
1: Yeah. So what, what makes our software fundamentally different than the average app and Jackie, you you build an app so you understand the concept. Is that Intuit gives you what's called an a- an API, which is sort of like the, the 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 doors to the database. It says, okay, these are all the doors you can open, and inside these doors, some you can only extract, some you can only read, some you can edit, some you can you can write into. Okay, so when you work with the API, you're limited to whatever QuickBooks gives you. That's a good thing, and that's a bad thing from a security right. from security purposes. That's a great thing for Intuit because Intuit wants to safeguard certain pieces of data. We don't use the API. We went totally rogue on this one. And and instead of using the API, since we use a Chrome extension, what we do is we manipulate the screen Okay, Mm -hmm. so so we change what the screen looks like by adding a button, removing a button, making something bigger. Like, for example, the average drop this average size of a drop down menu for an account when you're going to select an account category in banking or your register, it's about 25 percent of the screen. But the reality is many chart of accounts have. Accounts, sub accounts, and if you can't read that entire account in that, so essentially, all we did is change the HTML. So instead of twenty five percent of the screen, fifty percent of the screen. I mean, brilliant geniuses. Okay, so but we, we do little things like that where we we fundamentally change the screen to make it easier, more accessible. Uh, to use for the user and we add buttons where buttons should be and we make buttons bigger. We make buttons smaller. We make buttons work differently. Like in some cases, like you press a button to open up a a new report and we override it. So it opens a new report on a new tab. That way when you are drilling down on a a report, you don't lose your place in the order when you're scrolling down. So every time you drill down, you open a new tab. Um, Mm -hmm. So when you're done using when you're done doing that, you can close that and you go back to the original report you were in, whether it's a summary or detail or whatever, and you're exactly where you were. Because most of us, we go down reports and we explore transactions. We kind of do a mini audit transaction right. one by one. And then if you use regular QBO to do that, when you go back, it resets back to the top and it drives people freaking bunkers. So we what we can do... It's limited to what the screen can do. Like we can't do more things, right? But we make the screen behaves in a more human <laughs> fashion. That's exactly what it does. So, like adding benchmarks and stuff like that, that would be all external API stuff. We wouldn't okay. even we wouldn't even get into that.
0: Yeah, interesting. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't think about it like that, but yeah. I mean, you. That's the only way that you could really work around a lot of those limitations. I thought maybe you had a special hookup over there. <laughs>
1: No, no special hookup, I wish.
0: (laughs) Cool. All right. So, Hector, um, before you hop off, what's the best way for people to chat with you or watch your content or or get in touch?
1: Yeah. So, Hector Garcia CPA, if you search that in YouTube, you should be able to find my channel. It has over 200,000 subscribers, so that's how you know it's me. If you search me in in Facebook, Hector Garcia CPA as well, I should be. Pretty accessible. I don't use the other stuff, Instagram and TikTok. I have accounts, but I generally don't use it. YouTube and mm-hmm. Facebook is kind of kind of my world. Uh, to learn about my conference, you go to altaccountant.com, altaccountant.com. Think about the alternate version of what accountants are today. So altaccountant.com. And to check out the app, you go to write tool2 to tees, righttool.app. APP.
0: Awesome. And then you also recently started a AI specific group on Facebook. What's that one called?
1: Yeah. So if you search, um, AI, ChatGPT GPT and AI for accountants, there's already over ten thousand members there. It's not very active. I, there's a lot of people like trying to post spam and stuff like that. We get rid of them. But every once in a while, there'll be like a really good question about, "Hey, would you use ChatGPT for this or that?" Or like, "I try to use ChatGPT to, you know, process this financial statement or analyze it. What are your thoughts?" You know, and then some people that have been using ChatGPT and other AI tools start chiming in. And that's kind of like what we want the chat to be about. It's about, "Hey, you know, what what does it look like in a world where?" accountants and AI are working together? And what does that look like in a technical level? That's kind of what that Facebook group is aiming to be.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Because I tried to kind of start some discussions around this high level in the accounting firm influencer Facebook group. And it's so specific about people that really want to talk about this or that are using it, it would just kind of bomb. So um, I'm glad that there's this kind of one place we can all go. Uh, Anything else that you want to say before you hop off, Hector?
1: No, that's it. Thank you very much for having me. I love your yeah, podcast. Great. Yeah. Um, I love your app. Uh the tax planning app is amazing. And uh yeah, hope you have a great ending of the conversation with Alicia. Thank mm-hmm. you, everybody.
0: All right, see ya. Bye. All right, Alicia, let's talk about you. So you got a couple things going on too. Well, you know, all these all this stuff. Uh you've got a book release. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah. So In this grand irony about everything happening with QuickBooks Online, one of the things that happened behind the scenes is that Intuit stopped their Intuit education program for QuickBooks Desktop. So students who were in college programs and high school programs can't learn desktop anymore. They just cut the program. So we had um, back in 2020, 2021, completely revamped the old textbook from the Sleater Group, which was bought by Questiva Consultants. And that was one of the textbooks that was used in a lot of different schools. And so we had this book like, okay, now we've invested all this time and all this work into this book and now we can't use it for anything. So um, I just got the rights to it from Quistiva Consultants and republished it. And my team put my face on the cover, which is kind of freaking me out, honestly. Um, but it's going up on Amazon probably by the end. By the time people hear this, it will be up wow. on Amazon. And so it's one of the very few detailed ways of learning desktop now. And then in conjunction with it, I put a course up on my website where I'm actually demonstrating and actually teaching the course as if it was a college class, where I'm the instructor, you come to class, you watch the videos, you do the book along with it, and then there's homework assignments. And so for somebody who doesn't even just want just the clicking along, they actually have all those extra support resources, and it gives CPE credit as well.
0: Awesome. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So what's really fun about Wise stuff and also daunting to me is the fact that you not only train accounting firms, but you train business owners directly. Mm-hmm. And we, we have a course coming up together on your platform in regards to kind of finding tax treasures on the financial statements, P&L and whatnot. And I'm feeling a little overwhelmed the fact that there might be other than accounting firm owner, you know, accounting firm people in that class Um, because it's such a different, like, realm to me. But
2: it seems like you pull it together really well. Well, i found that for the most part, the information is agnostic to the role that you're playing. I mean... Learning to read the p is just as important to the business owner as it is to the the tax professional or the bookkeeper. And so in all of my Royal Wise content, I've kind of made it fairly just, here's the information and then the context of what you're going to do with it. Sometimes they'll say, oh, and if you're a business owner, then this. And if you're a bookkeeper, this. But what I'm looking forward to in your class with us is being able to analyze with Tax planning in mind. And so everybody needs that, whether you're coming at it from advisory or whether you're coming at it from wanting to make the most, get the most bang for your buck from your business and your own financing. And so I have complete confidence that no matter how we present the information, it's going to be able to be um, absorbed by both of them and this topic in particular was one that my business owners have been asking for you know or oh, wow. the, and the bookkeepers that you know like well how do my taxes um how how do how, do, how does my my profit and loss my balance sheet turn into my taxes how do they map where's my if I want to reduce my tax liability where in my business am I going to look and mm-hmm. so I'm really excited that you agreed to do this class with us
0: yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Okay. Yeah. I've got, I've got like the to, today all afternoon dedicated to wrapping up that presentation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Excellent.
0: All right. So tell everyone the name of the book specifically that they can find on Amazon.
2: Sure. So it's called QuickBooks Desktop Hands-On Training and the the course is the same name on Royal Wise. So if you search for Hands-On Training, you'll find it and so it will be up on Amazon by the end of this week which means everybody watching this it's probably it's already up and running
0: awesome yeah. so you've got a book you've got a podcast you've got all this training stuff going on what's next for you well
2: AI has completely transformed all of the opportunities for my business. And um, one of the things projects that we have been putting into place over the last year that we are going gonzo for, and I'm talking to all of you Um, tax firms out there is you know earlier in the podcast we were talking about training and training requirements and how hard it is for accounting firms to provide training for their staff well Mm -hmm. at royal wise we just took our learning management system and found a way to leverage it to create organizational portals for firms so an a a Accounting firm can now create their own custom branded portal powered by Royal Wives. So it has all of my classes. And if you want the Apple classes too, and the business classes also, and then you set up your own training portal, you add in your employees, you pick which classes you want them to take. They get the CPE credit for participating, and you can even offer it up to your business owner. So you, like, it's a value-added service. You can charge them an extra $100 a month or $150 right. a month and then give them these classes and then just build it into your fees. So it's a win-win for everybody. So we're really excited about the opportunity that it's going to provide people.
0: Yeah. Is that already available or is that coming up? Oh awesome. Okay, yeah, we cool. have
2: we have um several firms already using it and we're looking for like thorough market penetration on it because if you think about the lost productivity that every firm is using to create the same trainings because it's the same software for <laughs> their same employees internally or for their employees and their clients or their um, um Correcting the same errors for all their clients. So why not train the clients? And so if you think about every single accounting firm who's doing the exact same training for the exact same roles, they have to generate their own training. It's their own staff time. It's their own content. Why do the same thing over and over and over right. again, use somebody else's, you know, you'll. it's it's cheaper to just come over and leverage the resources that we already have in place than it is to produce it and reproduce it yourself. And so I okay, you know, awesome. have a master's in teaching. It's CPE authorized. So you know that it's not just, you know, some some YouTuber up on YouTube creating the content and you've actually got, um, some really valid educational content that that's always up to date.
0: Okay. Awesome. And so that's all at ruralwise.com. They can find mm-hmm. all of those resources. Yes. Very cool. Okay. really All right. So, um, we're coming up to the top of the hour, so we're going to have to close out, but Alicia, anything else that you want to our listeners to know about before we do?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, in the, all this talk about AI, for me, one of the things that it is, is an opportunity, especially as a content producer, that we make our videos and publish them up on YouTube or publish them on our own channel. But we are really looking forward to finding ways of of taking that same content and bringing it out into the world in other ways. We're going to expand our Amazon print publishing because print is not dead. Mm -hmm. People like having a book in their hands. Mm -hmm. We are looking at um, translating our content into Spanish in 2024 and right now researching what's the best, most appropriate way to do that. And so RoyalWise is, we've been doing this now for 12 years, but I feel like we're just beginning. My staff is like, oh my God, we're so overwhelmed by all these ideas, but we're having such a good time doing it. I mean, I've got one employee who is like just researching AI and finding all the different tools that we can use to get more information out to more people more efficiently.
0: Wow. Oh, that's so cool. I wish I could be a fly on all of that, but Try to keep like uh, Hector's AI Facebook group updated so that I can
2: <laughs> Sure will.
0: Okay, cool. Well, it was so great catching up with y'all. Congratulations on the success of, of the new podcast show. Um, That is just so amazing and wonderful. And y'all deserve nothing but that success. And how can people contact you, Alicia, if they want more info?
2: Yeah. So um, first of all, the podcast is the... Unofficial QuickBooks Accountants podcast, and you can find it wherever you go to get your podcasts. My website is royalwise.com, or if you want to hop right into our learning portals, it's learn.royalwise.com. I have a group on Facebook called Training for QuickBooks Users, and that's a place actually for all QuickBooks educators to post their trainings. Cool. And um, find me, look up my name on Amazon, Alicia Katz Pollock, P-O-L-L-O-C-K. And then you can see all the different books that we have available.
0: Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being here today. Really appreciate y'all and uh, much success to you.
2: All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jackie. I love being of here. Of course.
0: Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Concierge CPA hosted by Tax Plan IQ. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. If you are a successful accounting firm owner or influencer who would like to be on this program, please visit Jackie J A C K I E M E Y E R C P A.com to apply. Please share this on social media and rate us so we can continue our good work. Join our Facebook group called Accounting Firm Influencers or connect with me on most platforms under Jackie Meyer CPA. Thanks for being accountable to transforming our industry today.